This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Delaware talking about in-laws from hell. Then we'll discuss a high school bathroom attack that left one girl dead. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the first state. Cyberstalking is the repeated use of electronic communications to harass or frighten someone. Cyberbullying is using the same means to bully, intimidate, or threaten an individual. Both tend to be associated with suicides. Those who are victims of these are twice as likely to commit suicide. Who does this? The mean kid on the playground? The jerk from fourth period? The co-worker who starts all the office drama? What about your ex-in-laws? Can you even imagine a little old man and a little old lady shit-talking on the interwebs? Most of us can't. But that is exactly what happened in this case. Years of harassment... Twisted and vicious online hate campaigns, stalking, sexual abuse allegations, and the eventual taking of two innocent lives. That's right. The crime I'm going to tell you about is the first cyber-stalking case that resulted in murder. It would be the first time this law was used to convict someone, even though it had been in the books since 2006. Christine Belford's first marriage ended in divorce, but they had a daughter, Catherine, together. She met Dave Matusowicz, and they were married in 2001 when Catherine was just five years old. Christine described him to her friends as a sweet and loving guy. They would go on to have three little girls of their own. They lived on the outskirts of the suburbs in a big house with a big yard. The American Dream. David was an optometrist and was very successful. Christine had worked for him, which is how the two met. David's parents would eventually move in with the couple. There was no discussion. They just came one day and never left. David's dad was a former police officer in New Jersey. There was a lot of speculation as to why he had lost his job, but no one really talked about it. He's described as kind of an asshole. His mother was kind of a sneaky asshole, too. She was, like, always trying to catch somebody doing something wrong. You know the type. You know the type. Christine didn't like any of this. She felt super uncomfortable in her own home. Her father-in-law kept guns and was a huge gun enthusiast, which she has four little kids. So Mm. that could be very – I wouldn't like that. Yeah. No offense if anybody wants to have a gun, but don't right. bring it in and my it's house. it's not like it's her or her husband. It's right. You're a guest in my yeah, home. Exactly. And now mm-hmm. it's an arsenal. You don't they, know what they're... Yeah. Right. How strict they are with being careful about their guns, so... Exactly. So, he would yell at his daughter-in-law in front of her kids. It mm. was just oh, a no. literal fucking nightmare. Oh, nope. Like, he even once threatened her... David threatened her, too. He told her that he would bury her body where no one would find it. What? Yeah. Just a whole house full of assholes. 
So in January of 2006, Christine filed for divorce. I wonder why. Right. They had only been married five years. Lord. Christine started seeing a therapist throughout the divorce, and she told her that David has been trying to convince me and everyone else that I am bipolar. Ugh. She and David were both evaluated by therapists, and they said, you're fine. You're not, there's nothing wrong with you. David. is a gaslighter. David, on the other hand, had some problems. He couldn't deal with other people's opinions. He was right all the time and everyone else was wrong. He wanted full custody of the children. He was extremely controlling and wanted to be in charge of everything. Total narcissist. Mm, that's what I was about to say. So in 2007, Christine and David were granted joint custody. She was trying to move on. She was dating a guy named Gerald. She and the girls moved in with him into his home. And he loved the girls, and they loved him. He treated them like they were – he didn't have any children. He treated these girls okay. like like they were his. He loved them and loved, right. loved their mother, which was a definite blow to David's oh, ego. I... He was completely losing control. So in August of 2007, he told Christine that he and his mother were going to take the girls to Disney. Like to Disney World. So I say the girls. It wasn't Catherine. You know, she's the oldest and she was from a previous marriage. So she wouldn't go to see David, you know, with right. the joint oh, custody. Yeah, yeah. So when I say the girls, just I'm referring to the three. Right. Not the That oldest. they share. Correct. Yeah. So he and his mother were going to take the girls to Disney World, but would be back before five-year-old Laura, who was the oldest of the children that they had shared together, started kindergarten. By September, the girls are three days late returning home from their trip with their dad and grandmother. Mm. Police are called in. Bank records are checked and shows the last place his ATM card was used was in North Carolina. There's no answer on his phone. They get a search warrant and search his house. They find New Zealand bank accounts, ties to Canada, so Christine is terrified right. that she's never going to see her girls again. I just can't imagine having to sit back and wait on police to find my oh, kid. Oh, no, yeah. David's father was questioned. He said he hadn't heard from his wife or his son or his grandchildren. David's sister's called. She says the same thing. We haven't heard from him. We don't know what's going on. So the whole family, you know, was brought in and questioned. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows. Nobody's heard. They found out that David had sold his optometry business recently for over $650,000. Her attorney said that there was a line of credit that he had forged Christine's signature to for $240,000 that he also took out. Oh. There are no leads. Nowhere they even know to look. This man took his children and vanished. By November... The U.S. Marshal Service have got involved. They found $100,000 of money had been moved to offshore accounts, and David had cashed in his 401k. So he has close to a million dollars at his disposal. Holy cow. They found an RV had been purchased by David's dad, and they put out a bolo for the plate number across the United States. They had been spotted in North Carolina and down in Texas about 20 miles north of the Mexican border. 
So they know at this point they have crossed into, you know, it's become international now. Mm. So Interpol gets involved and the manhunt's getting bigger and this mom is losing her fucking mind. I cannot. They receive a tip that David was in Panama. He finds out they are moving in on him and he runs this time to Nicaragua. An APB goes out on the RV. Now it is March and the girls have been gone for over 19 months. Oh my gosh. And I'm assuming they're not in any school. No. The oldest one is five. So they're little. Like right. but two like, and three and five. She's missing kindergarten, almost yeah. first grade. Yeah. Her mother, her sister. What a- like it's infuriating. It's it's all about him. Yep. It's all about it's him. all about not him. for not oh, for the yeah. So selfish. So Nicaraguan authorities are now involved. They are in this small town in the middle of nowhere, but they are able to get some pictures and surveillance on an RV that they believe is David's. They call the U.S. Marshal Services, and it's them. They have the girls. They were living in a trailer park and called themselves. The Blancos. God. I know. Locals knew something was off whenever this man shows up with, you know, this white man with these white little girls. They were healthy but needed some medical care. Lee, who was autistic, had no therapy or medicine for the past year and a half. Oh, my God. Her teeth were rotten. Laura had nightmares after this. They had told all three of these girls that their mother was dead, that she had died after they took them to Disney World, that your mom is dead so and you're his not his mother uh-huh. was playing. Mm-hmm. It's sick. She as a mother doing that yeah. is disturbing. So they bring the girls back. Christine is over the moon. The girls were super skinny. They had pink eye. What in the world? Their mouths were full of cavities. David and his mother both pled guilty and were sentenced. David received 48 months and his mom, 18. Wow. What the fuck? Like, they got the minimum and did less. The mother did less time for the time that she had the girls. That is not (sighs) right. That is terrible. So, Christine terminates David's parental rights in 2010. I'd say... Less than a month into his sentence, a web page starts going around making allegations of abuse and molestation towards Christine. Mm. One of the allegations read that Lee's food was thrown on the floor and she had to fight the dog for it. The little girl that was autistic. What in the world? Another said by the time Laura was five, she knew all about the G-spot and how to play the game Lick my lollipop. Total fucking lies. Everybody who heard these allegations knew Christine knew this was complete bullshit. Yeah. The grandmother also alleged that Christine found a pedophile and offered to sell all three of the little girls to him for $50,000 each. None of these allegations made against her. None of them. They never said a word about any of this in the custody dispute. Before the kidnapping whatsoever, none of this was mentioned. Not one time. Suddenly. When they could have had leverage on getting full custody. Yes. Yes. But, yeah. Not once when they went to cut. Never. 
So Christine taught Sunday school and began attending church regularly. She kind of needed something to cling to. So in March of 2011, there was a surveillance video posted to YouTube that had been recorded in secret, allegedly showing more child abuse. So the video, I watched it, and you can pull it up, was basically showing Christine in the front yard with the girls. And at one point, one of them starts to head to the road. And so she grabs her and like, you can see Mm -hmm. her scolding her like any parent would don't get in the road. But they completely spun it as she was neglectful and abusive. So in July of 2011, friends and colleagues of Christine's received all of those allegations that were on the website, printed out and mailed to them. All the elementary teachers at the girls' school got a copy of it. Her boss, her friends. This family is absolutely ruining her life. Oh, my Lord. She had to resign from being a Sunday school teacher because she feared the children would be harmed just by being in her presence. They're ruthless. Completely. It gets worse. When David's mother was released from prison, she moves to Texas where her husband and daughter lived. Christine and her boyfriend, Gerald, put up security cameras by two German shepherds. They believe that they're going to hurt somebody. I would be somebody. terrified. Yeah. 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 So a woman claiming to be David's ex named Cindy Bender reached out on Facebook. She said she knew how he was and she sympathized. And she was just checking on the girls and befriended Christine. And would send gifts to the house for the girls. Like, Hmm. she was like, I'm in your corner. I know him. I know his family's the way they are. You know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Gerald's like, just be mindful that, you know, don't don't be too. Now I'm suspicious. Just be careful. So David is released in April of 2012. And he also goes to Texas to be with his parents. Now that he is out of prison... Christine can file for child support. And a hearing is set for February 11th, 2013. David and his dad head to the courthouse. Christine and her friend Beth show up at court. Thomas, who is David's father, steps out from behind a pole as she is walking into the lobby and fires his 45 (gasps) multiple times into her chest. What in the world? Next, he shoots Beth. She was running away towards the police officers that are in there. This is a federal courthouse. Why is he shooting her friend? It is a complete battle at this point. Cops draw their guns. Thomas points the gun at his head and blows his brains (gasps) out. He then commits suicide. Both women are pronounced dead at the hospital. David is found at the courthouse in the back by an escalator, and police take him in. My eyes are about to bulge out of my head. This is... Yeah. The girls are picked up from school immediately. Like, state troopers, police sirens, they go pick up the girls because they are concerned that they're next. They're going to be taken again. Catherine was also brought into the police station... She had been staying with her grandmother that day because her mom was like, you can stay home from Uh whatever. The girls would never see their school or friends again. And Catherine would never see her little sisters again. 
They are taken to an undisclosed location that day and all contact with friends and family is immediately terminated. Catherine has lost everything and these little girls did too. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. So they have David at the courthouse. He talks to police. He's cooperating and seems very meh, like it's not a big deal. So so did Thomas plan that to shoot them there? Was that just spur of yeah, the moment? No, it was all planned. What does he just get wait. out of that? Just I'm wait. just so confused. That what? Yeah, murdered him, murdered her in front of everybody and her best friend that had come to court that for moral is, support. I can't. Mm. Yeah, and then killed himself. Yes. So David asks for an attorney. He tells them his car is parked in the parking deck. Bomb squad is called in and they sweep it before it is searched. Inside they find handcuffs, adult and child size, a cattle prod, <gasps> knives, one of them over a foot, a foot, a knife over a foot long. They were definitely up to something nefarious. He tells them where he stayed the night before and they track his mother down there. Then his sister, Amy. She denies knowing anything was going on. Then Amy immediately files for custody of the girls because she is their closest relative. Oh, dad can't no. get them. Mom, grandma oh, can't not get them. Family, but the aunt can. No, I I just got goosebumps. Please tell me it's yeah. not. So, how old's the oldest daughter at this point? The old, the one she had from the yes, previous yes, marriage. Yes, yes. Thirteen, oh, I believe. Okay. I was hoping she'd be. 18 or above. No, 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 no. I hate this. So she files for custody. Like the courthouse hadn't even opened back up yet because there's been a mass murder in there. And she's already Okay, so that was planned. It was was planned. And I'm, I'm baffled at this family already. So grandma goes on a Christian radio station and records an interview just a few days after Christine was shot. Crusade Radio, which is on YouTube, she's like on this whole tangent about how the girls were abused by their mother, and she is not sad, and she looks very angry and evil. You can pull the interview. Yeah. Police search their home in Texas and find guns and bullets, a handwritten note from Thomas, the dad, telling them where his guns were hidden, rambling about the government and how they were anti-government, and they were a part of a group of sovereign citizens, which is an anti-government movement that doesn't acknowledge the government, and they felt like they were wronged by the government. Okay. Take a drink every time I say government. Uh, They felt like they were wronged when they gave the girls to Christine and terminated David's rights. They found a red notebook that had a hit list, lots of names. Christine's was at the top and under hers was her attorney who no doubt would have been shot if he would have walked into the courthouse with her that day. Sorry, what's the, the sovereign, what are they called? Sovereign citizens. Ugh. Googling it. So the case against this family is just getting bigger and bigger. They're a mess. The videos date back to 2009 when David was in prison for the kidnapping. He wrote his family letters saying, basically, unleash it all, start accusing Christine. 
So these baseless and falseless accusations (sighs) of sexual abuse by their mother were totally made up, obviously. Mm -hmm. I read some of these, and it's the most horrible shit I've ever seen. Allegedly, these girls had broken collarbones, that Catherine, the little girl, was a pathological liar, that their mother was an alcoholic. I mean, just insane. It's like you hear about one person being this evil, but then it's just their, their whole, whole family. freaking family. They, none of them care. Or, uh, I, uh, mm-hmm. It's not like they're taking good care of these kids. No. It's like they were in terrible shape. I mean, yeah. what in the world? He just wanted them oh. to... To win, quote unquote. They accused Christine of stealing money from David's optometry clinic back in 2005. They allegedly found checks that she had written to herself. But David had not pressed any charges when he allegedly found all this out. But it's all (laughs) coming out now. Yeah, right. This was all on this website called, I'm quoting, impossible choice. Basically saying... What would you do if this was happening to your grandchildren? And this was all written by the grandmother. It's insane. You can pull all of this up. We'll have to link something where you can go and find it and read what all this fucking psycho put on there. The grandmother wrote all the content for this website while she was in prison. The daughter and... Her sister-in-law created this website and posted it on the internet. Very easily traced back to them. They traced the videos that were posted to the hospital that Amy worked at and found the co-worker who posted it since Amy wasn't tech savvy enough. So she just like asked Becky from the front desk to help her upload the shit. They were able to get search warrants and look at all the emails and messages and anyone that they had talked to. They were clearly stalking this family and doing it on the internet. The first piece of evidence that they found was a paper email that had been printed out in the car that David had used to drive up to Delaware. It was from Christine's close friend, Cindy Bender. The woman that had been messaging her saying... That was a fake, fake person. No, no. She was a real woman. But she was in cahoots with David and his family. I cannot... Why? She was a spy. But why? She used every single thing that Christine told her against her because she was in love with David. Gross. The more info she fed him, the more he liked her. He completely manipulated oh, this woman. Oh, of course. Yeah. But she isn't the only person they used. At one point, a real estate agent had knocked on the door what? of Christine and Gerald's home and said, hey, I'm just starting out. Would you be interested in selling your house? Which isn't unusual. But people do that. Real estate agents yeah, do that. Yeah. And they were like, you know, this shit's gone on long enough. Yeah, maybe we should look into selling the house and just moving somewhere. This real estate agent was part of this whole ruse. What? He wasn't even a real real estate agent. Wasn't even a real real estate agent. It's almost like a cult. Yes. This is freaking weird. He was used to get pictures of the inside and outside of the house, the walking paths around it, 
the back door, the front door, the license plate on the vehicles that were parked there. They knew exactly where the girls were sleeping, what their clothes looked like, how clean their house was, even what was in their fridge and medicine cabinets. Mm -mm. Crazy. Prosecutors had so much to charge the family with at this point Uh, that they had to win this case. I mean, the girls would 100% be in danger if any, yeah. Cyberstalking leading to death had never been used in court Hmm. in the history of the United States. They entered over 600 exhibits to the jury. They wanted them to see how fucked up this family was. Yeah. It it was like a cult. Like and you it's said. It's like how you said in your intro, you don't expect. No. No. To, I don't know how old they were, but they're not young. No. And they're behind this whole big cyber stalking scheme. This is. Everybody mm-hmm. involved, like, had their job to do. This is. I. Mm. They played Christine's recorded therapy sessions for the court. Proving how scared she was for her children and herself. The family claimed they were just trying to protect the girls from their mother. Mm. Laura testified that it was all a lie and that her mother never harmed her or any of the girls in any way. David, his mother, Lenore, and his sister, Amy, are all sentenced to life without parole. Thank God. The three girls have been in the custody of the state since their mother's death, and the oldest daughter, Catherine, has never seen them again since that day. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. She's grown now and has a kid of her own, and she's like, I hope I can see my sisters one Why day. Why can't she see them? They're like in protective custody, basically. That is... Is that not the most completely fucking messed up? Like, that really bullying is. this woman... This, they're horrible people. On the Just, internet. You have to read the stuff that... that the mother wrote, like, the shit that she accused her of. And she went through all... Sorry, I want papers. <laughs> and, like, Thomas, they all were like, yeah, if you shoot we're them gonna and do all kill this, yourself... You and kill yourself. And they're all just like, yeah. yeah, this is the plan. What in the world? Who would think to hire somebody to pretend to be a real estate agent... And who wants their dad to die or their husband to die for this to kill other people? That and then neither I, one of you are. I'm shocked. Then neither one of you are even going to have custody. And you're doing it. At the, yeah. For all this planning and stuff, you would think they'd be smarter. No. A million holes. Mm-mm. These people are trash. Tr- trash. Yeah. Trash. Nightmare. <laughs> That's just nightmare. Mm. So. Holy crap. There is... I've never heard of this. There is a... Um, a uh, I'm going to write him hate mail. Do you have his address <laughs> in prison? <laughs> so you can go to do something.org. That's for cyberbullying, cyberstalking. 11% of Americans have cyberstalkers. Instagram is the social media website that has the most wow. cyberbullying... Girls are 15% more likely to be cyberbullied. Boys, only 6%. 60% of people have witnessed it, but never intervene. And 1 in 10, only 1 in 10 will tell somebody. That is scary. Isn't that scary? Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, it really is. I would never want to be the victim of that. 
not to go on a whole tangent, but it's like, I know we watch reality shows and like we, we talk about like the housewives or, you know, Mm -hmm. below deck, all the Bravo things. But after covering this case and just seeing Instagram and, and Facebook and things like that, these shows are nothing but cyberbullying now. Yeah. If you follow any Instagram page, and I know a million of them, I'm not going to call any of them out, but it's like you see where Twitter and these celebrities mm-hmm. are going back. Especially and f- the Real Housewives. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they're going back and forth with just this mean and hateful. And I'm like, you're bullies. You're being a bully. I don't care if you're in your fucking 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're an asshole. And this is insane. It really is. And it's such a terrible example of grown-ass adults. Exactly. It's not – let's not act like it's always teenagers or kids. Right. It's not at all. Which is what I said. You know, is it your kid from class? Is it somebody you work with? No, it's your fucking mother-in-law. It's your (sighs) next-door neighbor. It's grown-ups doing this. Yeah, it's it's anybody. Well, and it's like – What's that one, um, Michelle, is that her name? Michelle uh, Carter, that was. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That um, she, let's see here. She um, was sentenced to 15 months in prison plus five years probation for encouraging her boyfriend via text to commit suicide until he finally did. And then, I mean, that's sick. She's sick. I seriously Did you ever cannot. watch that no. show on? Well, I'm not the, um, standing up for her at all, well, but no his one, side, yeah. he, he did a, it was that whole, it was. It was all messed up. Oh, yeah, for sure. But what I'm. Oh. So on Hulu, it's the girl from Plainville. Yes. And just so you know, she's not making any money off of that show. I read that. Well, that's good to know. Because. Yeah. She's disturbing. Yeah. You cannot encourage people to kill themselves. No. And who. Ugh. So. Also, HBO did um, a show called I Love You, Now Die. Yeah. Uh, Conrad and Michelle. If That's the one I watched. could kill, and that one's on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. But it's all about, like, cyberbullying. Yeah. or It's terrifying. Text bullying or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Don't be a fucking bully. Yeah. But there's a show that I watched, and I'm trying to find where I wrote it. It's on ID. Um, you know how they have 500 shows for everything. Yes. I'm going to guess it's Web of Lies. But it I'll is Web of Lies. It, and, I, and I wrote down the Just episode. Just because of the nature. That is, that show, every episode's very freaky because it's, ugh. I don't know where it is. I can't find it, but I just. I'll find it and link it up yeah, in our show it's, notes. It's Web of Lies. I think it's like season six or something. I'll, and I'll put it in our notes. It's insane. Every episode of that show, it's too real. It's very, ooh, wow. So, we need a palate cleanser. Yeah, we do. Let's take a break. So, after that, I'm definitely a little more grateful for my (laughs) in-laws. Right? I bet half of the listeners are like me too, and then half of them are like, I could see mine doing that. No, but I hope not. Mm -mm. I hope no ones are that bad. So I just found in an article on Delaware Online that the most dangerous city in the nation for children between 12 and 17 is Wilmington, Delaware. What? Right? This is per the former Wilmington, Delaware City Councilwoman, Sherry Dorsey Walker. 
So the case I'm about to tell you about, unfortunately, supports this fact, but very random and unexpected. Amy Anita Joyner Francis was known as a compassionate honor roll student who was always offering snacks to friends and a shoulder to cry on. She was thoughtful, intelligent, and talented. In 2016, she was 16 years old and a sophomore at Howard High School of Technology in Wilmington, Delaware. At this very school, on the morning of April 21, 2016, Amy was confronted by three other female students in the second floor restroom. So their names were 17-year-old Trinity Carr, Zion Snow, and Shakira Wright. Allegedly, they were confronting her over a boy, but we may never exactly know what really went down. Things escalated and Trinity began hitting and kicking Amy. Amy clutched her purse while Trinity continued punching her head and torso. I'm so mad right now. Then Trinity dragged Amy by the hair and repeatedly smashed her head into the sink inside a handicap accessible stall in the restroom. So teenage girls can be awful, but this is beyond anything is I could ever imagine. I have never luckily seen or experienced anything like this. And I'm very sorry. This is very graphic, but at one point, it said Trinity ripped Amy's fingernails out. Oh, my I don't know God. the details on how she did that or what the deal was, but that's what it said. Here's the worst part, though. Oh, there's a worse? Well, dozens of other females were in the restroom watching this. <sighs> See something, say something. I mean, <sighs> I don't even know, but a couple of them were recording it on their phones. You have teenagers watching this and recording it instead of just... Helping? Helping or doing, I mean, seeing a fight is one thing, like punching and, but fingernails, hitting heads on stalls, that is not, that's not, that's not even typical. This is not like a high school fight. This is assault. Yes. This is more than a high school fight. This is something I could not even imagine seeing. I would be like, they're going to, they're going to kill her. They're going to die. Zion also began kicking Amy when she fell to the floor. So this girl's They're on the floor. Oh yeah. And then eventually, eventually, Shakira and a couple of other onlookers attempted to pull Trinity off of Amy. So it's after the point where they're just kicking her on the floor when she's down. Ba- basically. Yeah. So at this point, Amy was lying on the floor with labored breathing and she lost consciousness. She was flown by a state police helicopter to Nemours AI DuPont Hospital for children in critical condition and was pronounced dead. So it gets a little strange because they did an autopsy and determined that her cause of death was cardiac arrest caused by blunt force trauma and she had a pre-existing heart condition. But, I mean, it was confirmed that she would not have died if she wasn't brutally assaulted. Exactly. It was a kind of heart condition, like... She had a heart defect, but on its own, it wasn't something that would just kill you. Right. You had to, yeah. It wasn't a fatal heart defect. It wasn't a fatal. It was just something like that caused it. But this was a big factor in the trial. So speaking a day after her death, her father, Sonny Francis, told Fox 29 News, I thought that schools were a safe place that you could drop your kids off and they would come home after school. But apparently that's not the case with some of the schools now. 
I think this is a dream and I'm trying to wake up. All I know is my daughter is gone. She was the love of my life and it hurts. <sighs> so the three girls were suspended by, by Howard High School of Technology immediately after the incident, but they were not charged until May 9th. So the three teenage girls were charged as minors. Family court judge Robert B. Coonan found Trinity Carr delinquent, which is a term used when a juvenile is found guilty of criminally negligent homicide and third-degree conspiracy. Zion Snow was also found delinquent of third-degree conspiracy, and Shakira Wright was charged but exonerated. So Judge Coonan said the students should have known that a fight could result in serious injury, and Trinity's failure to perceive the risk assumed in the attack constituted, quote, a gross deviation from the standard of conduct of her peers. However, the Supreme Court opinion ruled that Trinity could not have foreseen the death ultimately caused by a heart defect unknown to her. So the Supreme Court was like, well, she didn't know she had a heart defect, so maybe she wouldn't have beat her up that badly if she... No. Which, like, come on. No. So while the Supreme Court recognized that the crime was egregious, they felt holding Trinity responsible for the death itself was going too far. They were chalking it up to the heart defect and not the assault, even though the assault is what caused her death. I mean, bashing her head into the the stall and ugh, kicking her on the ground. So the video of the killing, so because, you know, onlookers were taking videos and everything. The video of the killing and social media comments were used as crucial evidence, including a comment that one of the girls made on social media about her death. This is a girl that posted this, and Amy, she had known Amy died. She said, quote, fuck this R-word, nose, having ass bitch. She ugly. We made sure we killed that bitch. Hashtag rest in peace, Amy, bitches. Oh. Can you imagine? So this comment was considered a confession. Uh, I'm not sure which of the girls, but it was probably one of the, it's, I'm not going to speculate, but- After she died, that's your comment? No remorse. Just, I can't even. mm. So on April 13th, 2017, Trinity Carr was found guilty of both counts of criminally negligent homicide and third degree criminal conspiracy. And Zion Snow was found guilty on the count of third degree criminal conspiracy. Judge Coonan commented that, quote, beyond a reasonable doubt, the death of Amy Joyner Francis was caused by the action of Trinity Carr. It was also determined that Carr and Snow had planned the attack 20 hours before it occurred. Shakira Wright was found not guilty of third-degree conspiracy, with Judge Coonan saying that the evidence that she took part in planning was insufficient, and she also was the one that tried to pull Trinity off of Amy after the attack ensued. But, I mean, yeah, when she was already... (laughs) gonna die but anyway trinity was sentenced to six months in rehabilitation service 500 hours of community service and probation until age 21 she did not face jail time that's what the prosecution wanted she didn't get it and then after tweeting that or posting that no remorse and then zion was sentenced to 18 months of community supervision and 300 hours of community service On March 
1st of 2018, the Supreme Court of Delaware overturned Trinity's negligent homicide conviction, ruling that Trinity could not have known that Amy would die when assaulted. Her conspiracy conviction, however, was upheld. So the decision was criticized by some, pointing out that criminally negligent homicide defined in Delaware as when, with criminal negligence, the person causes the death of another person. It does not require that a perpetrator is aware their victim will die, as in other health conditions. Right. But, I mean, that could be anything, I feel like. You could have any type of... I mean, what if you're anemic and you punch someone and they bleed and they, too much yeah. and die? Are you going to say they didn't or they mean have to murder cell them? Anemia it's a you, slippery yeah. slope. Yeah. I mean, they could have... Ugh. That's, yeah. Ooh, I, I, so Amy's parents settled a lawsuit with the Newcastle County Vocational Technical School District for negligence and deprivation of constitutional rights in April 2018, which it's like... How is this fight going on in a bathroom with this many students in there and no one heard anything? No teachers? Come on. What in the world? Yeah. Reese Scott, a volunteer with Wilmington Peacekeepers, said that he had attended more than 100 funerals for young people over the years, so many he stopped counting. He said, quote, It was shocking to me that children that age could commit a crime like that without a weapon. There's too much hate in their heart. They probably didn't mean to kill that girl, but nobody looks at the end result. Nobody sees the consequences. Too often, the peacekeepers take to the street corners to call for an end to gun violence and a rising death among young people. They don't want to see any more caskets like the one that sat inside the church Sunday, but Amy's death had nothing to do with guns or young men. Yeah, and that's true. It's... So you think of school shootings, which of course are terrible awful. and awful, but just this can happen with bullying, it's bu- the hate, the it's- hate. Exactly. <sighs> so for all of the parents out there, there's a great website called stopbullying.gov with a lot of useful resources, tips, and information. Parents, school staff, and other caring adults have a role to play in preventing bullying. I'm not saying we're all responsible for what they do ultimately. But, you know, everyone plays a part. They really do. And, of course, there are countless tips. I don't have children, but I did read some tips from their site. And I'll just say a couple of them real quick. So, of course, encourage kids to speak to a trusted adult if they are bullied or see others being bullied. The adult can give comfort, support, and advice, even if they can't solve the problem. At least they're being encouraged to reported or talk about it. And research tells us that children really do look to parents and caregivers for advice to help on tough decisions. And sometimes just spending 15 minutes a day talking can reassure kids that they can talk to their parents if they have a problem. So start conversations about daily life and feelings. Talk about strategies for staying safe, such as staying near adults or groups of other kids. And, of course, urge them to help kids who are bullied by showing kindness or getting help. And, of course, kids can learn from adults' actions. So by treating others with kindness and respect, adults show the kids in their lives that there is no place for bullying. Even if it seems like they're not paying attention, kids watch how adults manage stress and conflict, as well as how they treat their friends, colleagues, and families. The site has a lot of good information. I mean, even if you know your kid isn't bullying or anything, you can talk to them about, hey, if you see a kid getting picked on, just... 
Say something. Yeah. Yeah, I got most of my info from Delaware Online, ABC News, and WDEL. Ugh, we both covered yeah. bullying. I feel like it can only get worse and worse with you think with how everything is. It's right. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I've always told you know Max that he's eight, nine. You know, mm-hmm. they're getting to that age where there are mean kids, and I've just always encouraged Max to. Be kind. Mm -hmm. Show some grace. You may be the only person in this kid's life who is nice to him. You don't know what they're like at home, what they're going home to. You you may be the only person that they have been in contact all day today that is nice to them. That is so true. So even if somebody's kind of acting like a jerk to you, I'm not saying that, you know, they get a pass. Right. But there's... They're not just mean. There's something. Something's, something's going ma- on. Yeah, there. like you said, yeah. there's so much hate in these girls' heart. Like, there's something going on. It, yeah, and I didn't read anything about if she had something going on in her life, or mm-hmm. I don't know, other than it could have been a boy. Like I said, we might not ever know. But the it's you think of people beating each other up and someone dying from a fight as guys Sen- or yeah. bigger guys. And they were both. Very thin, so females, sense, so senseless. Sixteen and seventeen, you don't look at that girl and think she's gonna, she can beat someone up and kill them. You don't think that, or, but, but sometimes just hate goes a long way. I really hope that wherever they are, that the older they get, I hope they, they realize yeah. how bad they fucked up. You know what I, I mean? Really hope like, so. I really hope she has remorse because. Yes. The thing for me is, like, they were trying to say, oh, well, she might not have beat her up that badly if she knew she had this heart defect. But it's like she goes it doesn't and, matter. and Facebook yeah. posts, like, we killed her. We yeah. made sure she was no. – it's just that bothered me so much. But I really do hope that – That was heavy. I feel like even with all that she was charged with, which isn't much, she should have been required to go through – I don't anger even management. know. Anger management. Anger management. Therapy. Like, why aren't we rec- – like, community service. I'd Hell, take out some of those hours. I don't care. And exactly. make them go to freaking therapy or let's, anger management. Like, what? what's going to change? Let's address some mental health. Yeah. It's like, what's going to change yeah. there other than her picking up trash on the sidewalk? You don't snap and – Yeah, that's no. – something's – Well, and she didn't even snap. Apparently, it was planned. So, yeah, that's – with another girl. And they're just – it's malicious. I don't know. It's It's scary out there. So – Switching gears, always Please. random to do. Jeez. We have a couple of new patrons. Yay! Yes, Holly B. from Iowa. <gasps> yes, our first what Iowa person. I don't know what the term is. Iowan. Iowan. There we go. I Yeah. And Amanda W. I'm not sure where she's from, but Amanda, send us a Doesn't DM matter. or we email us. just the same. We love you. We love you all. But yeah, send us your address and we'll send you some goodies if you want. You can always remain anonymous. Maybe I'll put the addresses we don't know in the stars on our map. Who's to say? Thanks, Holly and Amanda. Oh, well, Lacey's been on vacation for ninety-two years again. Uh, so while she was my husband, while she was gone, I zoomed through all the Facebook messages. Good for you. And I made a list of things we can address. Thank goodness. Starting with that would be nice stuff. It was all pleasant. <laughs> Starting with Karen. M. Karen M. Yeah. Who suggested and asked if we'd ever played the game 
Hunt. Oh, yeah. A killer. And yeah, we have. We did. Officially. We played it, we played it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It, we need to, I need to post that picture. And uh, it was hard. It, I'm not going to lie. Wasn't I'm it the super easiest? Sleuth. It's the easiest one. And let me tell you. Well, to, to be fair, we played with several people. And kind of like escape rooms, when there's so many people, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be hard to like. And I'm always the conspiracy person. So I'm like, <laughs> I feel like you're, you're I, like, feel I like, don't know. I feel like I you're, it's too easy. I feel like you're going off on a tangent oh and it's going to slap you in the face and it's going to be this person. Spoiler alert. I was wrong. They were right. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. I can't hunt ghosts or solve murders. So, no, but it, it, there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen, but it was fun. It took it was us super what, fun. about an hour. Girl, no. Longer than It was that? like almost three hours. Was it really? It yes. went by fast. I mean, you made a murder board. You were like did. putting stuff on the wall. We've got pictures we of that. It was a lot of fun. It was super fun. I would play another one again because we can't play this one now because. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to sell it on Marketplace. Maybe we should, maybe we should give it away to a lucky Raffle listener. It? Yeah. It's, yeah. That was it. Was fun though. Was super I fun. can't jump to hard though. I'm gonna have to maybe we're, do another we're easy tiptoeing in, and then me- medium. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever reach the medium. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's, it was to be easy, but let me tell you. So Max's dad, I was telling him that we'd played this game X, Y, and Z, and he's like, "Well, let me see it. Let me, you know, don't tell me, don't tell me." So he gets the box. And he's going, and I'm just looking over his shoulder. he's going to solve it on his own? So he's looking through everything. He's opening stuff. First of all, it took us forever to crack the code to get in the bag. He has it cracked in 15 minutes. No. Because he is a judge and an attorney, and he is smarter than us, Lacey. (laughs) No. And he got it open in like 15 minutes. I was like, unbelievable. I was like, how did you come up with that? And he's like, well, you did, 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 and and yeah. So then he's looking. I would have never figured that out, that part. No, never. I'm like, you probably need to get, like, clean off your dining room table, spread all this shit out, and just, like, look over it, you know, for a few days. Like, no pressure. You're doing it on your own. There were 72 of us trying to do this and 92 White Claws drank trying to figure this out. Fair enough. Yeah. So he's like, no, 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 no. So he's within an hour he had solved it. By himself. By himself. I swear. Well, good. You know what? Good for him. He's probably, he probably works 30, in law. 45 minutes. That's important. He was like, oh, it's this. I'm like, how did you figure that out? And he's like, well, if you just look at the, 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 it's like, eat shit. I was so mad. I'm like, oh my God. It took, I was like, this is real hard. He's like, no. <laughs> okay. <this is> not. <laughs> but throw in alcohol, people playing another game in the corner, <sighs> and then 50 of us trying to, I mean, I don't know. But it good, was good on him. It was, he can solve our. Yeah. If we go missing, he's no. he's going to be the lead detective. Exactly. On the case. No, it was good for him. He did it really well. That's really impre- quickly. I'm impressed. And I'm like, I I, I need you on my team if something happens. <laughs> Let's let bygones <laughs> Let's be bygones. <laughs> turns out you're an turns okay detective. Out you're an okay detective. Oh my but gosh! No, That's yeah, hilarious. Karen, we played it. We played yeah, it. It was yeah. super fun. What's the name of the one we played? Do you remember? They all have different um, names. Murder at a Dive Bar, maybe? Yeah, something like something that. Something Dive yeah, Bar. Yeah. We've got pictures. We'll yeah, have to yeah. post it. Let's see. What else? Oh, John sent us a message, and he had went to a festival of some sort. I just made notes, so okay. don't come for me, John. Um, and there he found 
a serial killer map. Oh, wow. So it's called Medieval Map Maker, and it they have an Etsy shop, so you oh, can gosh. look them up. And it is, and I want one. I think we need to get one of these for... Like showing where they are. It's like a map of the U.S., kind of like what we have, uh, and it shows you where... Which one's where. Which oh, serial boy. killer is from where. It looks really cool. He sent uh, a picture. Oh, he did? Okay. So you'll have I'll to have look to it up. that on our um, Yes. Very stories. cool. I am completely intrigued. And this Etsy shop is super cool. You know I love Etsy. And I love maps. So <laughs> Etsy. Maps. It has it, it all. It has it all. <laughs> so thanks for that suggestion. I didn't know anything like this even existed. Yeah. Very cool. Let's see. Oh, Tammy. Tammy Tammy from North Dakota. Oh, what she got? She made the comment about how um, – Ashley said she liked South African accents and made the comment about there being single guys up there. Me saying, oh, are there any single guys? And she's like, well, if you like South African farmers, well, Tammy, turns out we have those in Arkansas, too. (laughs) I'm deceased. If you know, you know. Lord have mercy. So, wink, wink, Tammy. Turns out they're turns out they're everywhere. They're be popping around the U.S. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, and the last one, Wisconsin. When we covered the case last, I started to say last semester. Last semester. I mean, I guess we're, in school. we're talking about your case school. in school. So we talked about Kringle, the pastries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ramondo sent us. Please tell me he sent us a Kringle. No, I wish. Oh. But he sent us the website that we can order a Wisconsin Kringle Danish they and they will Danishes. ship it to us. So we are covering Wisconsin in October. And I feel like we should order. It's called odanishbakery.com. Not, look, not a I, plug. Not but a we, plug. But there, we will. Not an ad, but, <laughs> but we, we will, will plug you. call us Kringle. <laughs> Kringle Factory. I'll make a blog of which Kringle I like best. I don't care. But it's called odanishbakery.com, and you can order a Wisconsin Kringle cake, and they will ship it here, and we should get one. Wisconsinites love their Kringles. I've never had one. (gasps) You still have never had one? No, where the fuck? I don't go to Wisconsin. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Girl, that's all the way out west. I'm not driving that far. (laughs) It's 10 minutes. I feel like I need a hotel room when I get out Oh, my gosh. It's worth it. Look, I, mm, I feel like we should order one from the original... Place. Well, they, fun fact, the ones that they have at Trader Joe's are shipped from a Kringle mm. company. Like, they're legit from Wisconsin. I can't remember off the top of my head. I remember when I talked about it, Sam was like, was that an ad? I'm like, no, it wasn't. She just really loves a He's Danish. He's like, oh, I thought that was literally a commercial yeah. for this company. I'm nope. like, no. She just loves a Danish. love so we need to get one of those. Thanks I for agree. that. Thanks for giving us the yeah. website. Tell us what flavors are best. And I feel like we need to order one. I love, I love a Danish. I do too. I, I love, love a bread. I period. love a carb. I don't All care if things. it's sweet or savory. But yeah. Any more emails? That's all. I it. had a couple of random things saved in various locations. Just like uh, today, or no, two days ago, a guy named Adam, a guy named Adam, Adam E. from Maine said executions do not always happen at midnight. It's state by state. Ohio, for example, is usually around 7 a.m. And I did look that up after you sent me that. And so they did start changing it. I think it was like in 2006. Oh, okay. So fairly. It's fairly not, not, yeah. 
anyways, it's still been a damn minute. But yeah, yeah, that each state kind of does their own thing now. I didn't think to. Look I at didn't Arkansas. think to look at Arkansas either. So I misspoke, Adam. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out, sir from Maine. <laughs> well, he also has a good suggestion. He, of course, he says the best spooky trip up here is in Stephen King Land, which is Stephen King like basically. Oh yeah, yeah in, up up there. So of course that would be. I've been to Maine. I've not once. And I freaking loved it. We need to go. We can't drive there. It's we gotta a bit get rich. Far. We need some plane tickets. Not on frontier. Keep <laughs> those trash tickets. <laughs> Set those bitches on we're fire. We're the antithesis. We for a frontier ad. We're frontier un ad. No, <laughs> no. I wouldn't ride to Kroger in a frontier <laughs> airplane, bitches. Oh my gosh. Oh, and Drew Ann sent me the sweetest gift. I have it hanging over there. Isn't that so sweet? It's on canvas. I saw that and was going to ask you. but Yeah, it's a picture of Charlie and I at the beach. She asked me for my address, and I'm like, I'll send my address to anybody. I'm just kidding. But for real, it's it's public information anyway. But anyway, uh, I'm like, she lives lives in the Pacific Northwest. I'm like, if she wants to come find me, she can come find me. But no, thank you, Duran. I have it hanging above my desk up here so I can look at it while I work. It's so sweet. It's very sweet. Yeah. Samuel's like, oh my gosh, that's, I'm like, yeah, people like us. People do. (laughs) People like us. Uh, I finally binge watched a new show. It's been a long time. It's called Echoes and it's on Netflix. Haven't seen it. Heard about it? Nope. Gosh, I forgot her name. But it's about two identical twins. It's psychological thriller. It gets confusing sometimes. But it's suspenseful. It has that thing where it ends on a cliffhanger where you just have to freaking keep watching. That's – I'll watch – I'll binge everything. If I don't get an ending, I have to watch the next episode or at least halfway. So I have like – I – I'll just keep going. It took me, I think, three nights. It's about six or seven episodes. But they're like hour-long episodes. It's a good, like, weekend binge. It's called Echo? Echoes. Echoes? It's confusing, and you'll see why. Oh, great. Because they're identical twins. And it's on Netflix? Yes. Yep. And I also read The Silent Patient. Have you heard of that book? I actually listened to it on Audible during my plane rides. I posted a poll, like, which book should I read? And I read that one. It's different than I was expecting. I think there's an ice cream truck going down no, the street. I think that's your husband's music playing. No. There actually is an ice cream truck oh. that goes around our neighborhood. I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, uh, there are two British narrators. Can't. Oh, I love I an accent. I, I mean, I do, but. The female narrator reminded me of Lena Headey. Did you ever watch Game of Thrones, Cersei from Game of Thrones? No, I never. I can't do oh. dragons and sex. Oh, I, I can't. can't. Oh, you know can't I can't. do dragons But anyway, and sex. the book was good. I She, she kind of t- talks with like her mouth closed a little bit. I don't know how to explain it, but that's what it reminded me of. But anyway, and then, yes, I went on a trip to Key West, and it was hot as hell. Was it's that a last as, minute? I thought yes. you said you were going to we, Pensacola. We were. It was very last minute. We were. I was like, am I crazy? We were. No, it was so last minute. that Because we wanted to go to Key West and it was too expensive and we changed our mind. But then prices dropped and like literally two days we're like, let's just fly to Key West. The tiniest, cutest airport I've ever seen, by the way. When we landed, we walked in, and the lady yells, bar to the left, bathrooms to the right. It literally was just a little tiki bar 
baggage claim right there by the one bathroom. How big was your plane? Tiny. It wasn't that small. We had TVs and everything on it. Meaning, oh, nice. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like, when you fly from Arkansas, you can touch both sides. It wasn't that small. Okay, good. A lot of people are going there, it turns out. So, where you flew from Little Rock to? Little Rock to Atlanta, uh-huh. Atlanta to Key West. Okay. And then the same way back. But we saw all the all the things. And, of course, I've been there before twice, but I didn't know about Robert the Doll yet. So, gosh, I need to do like a mini-sode for patrons or something about yes. Robert the Doll. Because some people are going to be like, what the hell is we're, that? Because yes. it's save that. We'll, we'll talk about that on Patreon. Yeah, that's. I'll do a little blurb and talk about the history of that. But anyway, I did see Robert the Doll. And if you know, you know, Samuel humored me and went with me. And okay, luckily, the museum is undergoing renovation. So ticket prices are half. And you still get to see Robert the Doll. I'm like, good. I didn't care about the other stuff. Yeah. Anyway. No. What so, else is there in there? Marine stuff. It's like no, a marine type. Care. If you like that kind of thing, maybe you'll like it. But anyway, I'm just, I did take my time to get to Robert. They have some spooky music playing. He's in a glass case. Can't. And the lady there, she's like, okay, well, because I asked her, I'm like, okay, what's the deal? Can I not take a picture? Can I take a picture? Da, 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 da. And she basically told me, ask it for permission first. And I'm like, well, how will I know? And she's like, just see what you're, you feel. Is the vibe okay? And I'm like, okay. I have so much anxiety. And then she said, after you do it, be sure to thank him. So I did. I, I asked for permission. I felt like it was we had a good vibe going. And I took some photos. And I also asked him if I could share them on social media. You know I cover my bases. And I got good vibes from that. I'm taking it. <laughs> I, I love when silence is consent. No, but I took that as a yes, posted it. I I didn't get any negative energy things. Samuel was a good sport. He thanked him too. We There's a chalkboard you can write thank you. There's a screen beside him of all the letters people have written saying that they're sorry for making fun of him and like oh, bad strings God. of events happened after that. Or I'm sorry I mocked you and said blah, blah, blah. And like all these, like, please forgive me. Like a ton of letters asking for forgiveness. It was very interesting. Yeah. We're going to have to. I'll post that spooky stuff. Yeah, I'll have to do a little uh, mini thing about that. But, oh, we got a couple of listener emails. Donna's in Oregon, said that she went to school with the cousins of the Stainers. <gasps> Stop. Yeah. She grew up in California. Also, she later became an RN and cared for Kenneth Parnell in a locked unit until the until early 2005. Oh, my God. What is – So what? She said he was, was a creep – he was creepy, of course, but that he was a wimpy dude. Of <sighs> course. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. But that's so wild. And also, Shira messaged us about the same case. She lived, or she lives a couple of hours away from where the kidnappings and murders took place. She said it was especially scary knowing that Carrie Stainer looked like an average guy for the time. And he totally did. Mm-hmm. Even he, for mm-hmm. now. He looked yeah. normal, non-menacing, normal. didn't have those creepy eyes or whatever. And she said it totally changed her view on what bad guys are supposed to look at. Uh-huh. She also mentioned that the password slash code word worked well for her and her daughter. They changed the words each time it was used. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And she said her daughter's 22 now and they still have words to signal if she's in trouble when she's out and about. Oh, that's that's a good idea. I know. I'm I'm all about the keywords. That's that's a good idea. But woof. All the updates. There's probably more I'm missing. 
and we'll get we'll bring them back to you. Oh, I'm watching Devil in Ohio. I just started it. Two episodes in. I haven't seen any of it. It's a little slow to start. I'm gonna <sighs> I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna watch it all, but I can't do a slow burn. I need right out of I the don't gate. Even know Murder, it's a slow mayhem. Burn. I'm just like, what's what's? It's not very creepy yet. I guess I'm too. I've watched two episodes and I'm kind of like, okay. I started to turn it on the other night. Thought it would be creepier, but maybe it'll get better. There's four more episodes. Oh I boy, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I have binged. I dated a psycho. What is that? It's a TV show. Okay. Is it good? It's good. We're going to watch s- it. Start doing a rating system, by the way. We are. Reviews, I, ratings. That's, that's the I'm a second half of this podcast. And just stay home and binge no. TV. I've watched that. It's a good show. It makes me feel better about my dating life. There you go. Whatever <laughs> works, you know. I did watch House of Hammer. Mm. I will also have to do a little. I have not seen. Do a little something, something where I can talk in length about my thoughts on that. Yeah. I, I need it's to good. watch it. It's good in that it's. Okay. Pros, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cons, it's very one-sided. Sure. And that's kind to of. To be expected, yeah. of course. How many episodes is it? Three. Oh, okay. That's pretty easy. I never, do. I mean, there are some things in it that are shocking, I guess, to some. But I never heard or saw anything that made me go, holy shit, this guy should be in prison. Oh, Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. There are some things I'm telling you that are alarming and are disturbing. Of course. Yeah. But, I mean. I think that word cannibal, when that was used, that's what really that triggered. Is what, yes. Like, that's such yes. a freaky, yes. taboo thing. A hundred percent. But I don't, I don't, I didn't watch the documentary. I don't think he ever, he was a cannibal. I think no. he just said things about it. But I can see where that would really spiral into, oh my God, that is. Yeah. We're going to have to do a whole yeah. hot takes on oh boy. Yeah, hot takes. Robert the Doll and Robert the Doll. Oh, yeah. The Stay tuned, House patrons. of Hammer. Yeah. Also, Barbarian comes out. This movie that I want to see. It what is that? It's t- today it's showing tonight. Barbarian. You can't go watch it tonight. But You're seeing the Blue Man group. <laughs> I'm seeing that. That's tomorrow. I'm seeing the Blue oh. Man group tomorrow. The Barbarian. Um, the Barbarian. And so it's one of the... Um, one of the producers is, or the executive producer is, uh, Bill Skarsgård. <gasps> Ooh, I love, I love, I Skarsgård. love a Skarsgård. I Me do too. too. Any of them? How all many of are them? there? There's a bunch, but there's not enough. There's not enough. They're Skarsgårds. like Hemsworths. There's not enough. <laughs> They're this. this there will never be too many. The Swedish Hemsworths. Um, you know, I love a Swede. Uh, yes, you do. So, <laughs> you know, he's he's Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. And it, he's also stars in it. Oh, he's with me. Justin Long from Portlandia. Also, Just kidding. He he was on an episode I watched last night. Also, uh, the goat one, Drag Me to Hell. What else? What are you thinking of? Jeepers Creepers. Oh yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I don't know. Look, my hands are Tusk. here with my arms. He's a t- he's he's a horror movie sleeper cell. He's also though in Dodgeball Accepted and Alvin and the Chipmunks. But we well, won't talk you know, about that. Those are also equally good, <laughs> I guess. Tusk um, was yeah yeah. So yeah, it's about this girl who rents a house and Ooh. she gets there. And it's like a rental home that she books and she gets there and there's already somebody in there, a stranger. And so she's like, uh, I'm just going to spend the night. No, 
first of all. Oh, no. no. But Oh, the cover. I like it. And then a bunch of bad shit happens. And it's supposed to be the scariest movie in years. Really? I'm intrigued. I am too. We need to go watch it. Maybe we can hit a matinee. Hit a matinee. It's supposed to be like stormy rainy on Saturday. Ooh. Anyways, like, I'm not waiting. I'm going for you. to watch it alone Saturday no. because I don't wait for anybody. You don't. Never. You're just like it's been it's been out five minutes. I'm I already know, at the I theater. Am, I am. Girl, I still haven't watched Orphan yet so because good. I can't find it. I thought it was on HBO. No, I, it's on. To be fair, I haven't searched that hard for it. I feel it. like it's on Paramount, and then I'll just give you my stuff. Oh God! It's see, there's so too Lacey, many of these. Lacey's literally in. Key West, like, sun in her buns and sun checking out Robert the Doll. And I'm, like, sending her messages. Here's my password for my Discovery Plus. You have to watch House of Hammer. She's like, bitch, get out of my DMs. I'm trying to have a vacation with my husband. I'm like, stop what you're doing and watch you're this documentary. I have no life. No. Well, when I, I binged Someone go show. out with me. <laughs> I'm watching too much TV. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Like when I was able to find, I had mentioned I hadn't binged a show when I watched Echoes. Cause like if Samuel and I are on the same bedtime schedule, I sound like it's a child, but I don't get to see my stuff cause we watch shows together and he doesn't like horror thrillers. Da, 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 da. So that's my time to shine. So I stay up late and I'm like, Ooh, turn dimming down the lights, lighting a candle, you know, and pretending like you're single like me. Yeah. <laughs> That's my that's single time. He wakes up at 5 a.m. and that's his running single time. And mine's no. late night scary movies. So well, it, it takes, balances out. It takes all I kinds. Need, I need my scary time. So anyways, where are we next week? Ohio, I think. Ohio. Ohio. And we're, I'm going to find out if it's where the devil is. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah You're watching your show. show yeah. So Ohio. And then we have our Patreon episode. Yeah. And that is going to be about what? You put up the thing. And I'm you have to look, look at, at that it. Poll. She put up a poll. Patrons, go fill out the poll. It, it'll be too late by the time. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Who's to say? Let let your voice be known. Yes, let us know. And we will announce it next week when we record Ohio. What Correct. our Patreon what we figured out our is going is. to be about. And we'll do a little sidestep about yeah. Robert the I'll, Doll. I'll and something up. Something haunted. And my unfiltered opinion (laughs) on House of Hammer. Okay. Wow. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Goodbye. Bye.